Hey guys, this is Lady Tamara Lester, and I want to thank you once again for your love and support of this podcast. Hey, listen, we are praying for you. We know that 2020 has not been an easy year, but we know that with God, all things are possible. So as we end this year, our prayer is that we're bringing you hope and we're bringing you inspiration to trust in Him more and more. Join us as we begin a new sermon series titled, Come, Let Us Adore Him. Greetings, saints of God. This is Pastor Monty Lester, the senior pastor of the Cedar Grove Church, located right here in beautiful Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And once again, we welcome our online family into our cyber sanctuary, where we're getting ready to experience God. We're getting ready to have an encounter with God. We're getting ready to be encouraged and enthused and encouraged by God. And I want you to take a moment just to center yourselves. Yes, I know you may be at home. You may be comfortable and you're in a setting that's a little bit different. Hallelujah. Not in the sanctuary itself, but we're not here to be entertained today. We're here to be edified. We're here to be encouraged. We're here to have an encounter with God. So we're going to ask if you would place your mind on heaven and heavenly divine things as we go deeper into the word of God, because I just believe today that he has something significant that he wants to say and share uh, to the saints. So he's coming into your living room. He's coming into your home today uh, because he wants to leave you better at the end of this experience than you were at the beginning. So we're grateful to God for each and every one of you. Uh, God loves you and he wants to speak to you today. Uh, We're getting ready to start a new series as we go through the month of December. We understand that this is the season that we celebrate the coming of our king, the coming of our king. And I want to use a series, uh, speak from the series entitled, Oh, come, let us adore him. Yes. Oh, come, let us adore him. Uh, I believe it's still wise. It's still a wise thing. I still believe that wise men still worship him. I believe wise men still seek him. Hallelujah. And that's what we're going to do. This season is all about him. It's not about Rudolph. It's not about Santa Claus. It's about the greatest gift that God has given into the world. And that is the gift of salvation through the Beth burial, resurrection and ascension of his son, Jesus Christ. So there is a word from heaven that we want to share with you today. The first part in this series. Hallelujah. I want to call your attention to the book of Philippians. Uh, the book of Philippians, uh, Philippians chapter 2, verses 25 through 30. Philippians chapter 2, verses 25 through 30. And I'm sharing from the New King James translation. Philippians chapter 2, verses 25 through 30. Hallelujah. Here begins the reading of God's word. The word of God says, Yet I consider it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, my brother, fellow worker and fellow soldier, but your messenger who and the one who ministered to my need, since I was longing for you all and was distressed because you had heard that he was sick. Verse 27, for indeed he was sick almost unto death. But God, somebody shout, but God, yeah. But God had mercy on him and not only on him, but on me also, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. Therefore, I sent him the more eagerly uh, that when you see him again, that you may rejoice and may be less sorrowful. Receive him, therefore, in the Lord with all gladness and hold such men in esteem. Yes, uh, because for the work of Christ, he came close to death, not regarding his life to supply what was lacking in your service. Amen. Amen. Uh, Today, the Lord and I want to minister from the subject, the gift of encouragement. 
hallelujah the gift of encouragement let us pray uh, precious lord we praise you we thank you for this day we thank you for this opportunity to come and to share your word to these your people holy spirit we thank you for every moment of preparation we thank you for all that you've given all that you've granted for this moment in time to take place now take me your servant hide me behind your cross let no flesh be seen but let your word and your word alone be glorified i'm going to thank you now for what you're getting ready to do have your way in the lives of these your people it's in the marvelous matchless and mighty name of jesus we ask it all somebody loves him shout amen 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 the gift of encouragement hallelujah uh some of you understand that this is what we call the season of giving yes the season of giving uh people that are saints as well as sinners have embraced this season this season of giving hallelujah and i believe it's inspired by especially by the christian by what the word of god says in john three sixteen. hallelujah where it says for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but shall have everlasting life yes we're following the example of our heavenly father yes we we who are christians who are called of christ yes we are compelled uh, to give because god gave his best and i want to let you know today that this year's gift of choice in 2020 yeah this year's gift of choice is something that you don't need to wait outside and fight the elements on a black friday sale hallelujah uh, uh, this gift of choice uh, is not found at Macy's or any other mall. Hallelujah. Uh, as a matter of fact, this year's gift of choice is not found on Amazon.com. Hallelujah. The gift that I'm talking about today, uh, you don't need to check your available credit on your credit card. And for those of us that have been in Financial Peace University, hallelujah, you don't even have to dip into your emergency fund. Hallelujah. The gift that I'm talking about today, the cost of it is uh, the love of Christ in your heart and the willingness to share it with others who need it. Hallelujah. That's all it costs today amen let me say that again the love of Christ in your heart and the willingness to share it with others that need it I want to talk about the gift of encouragement yes the gift of encouragement today hallelujah because believe it or not uh, I've noticed that some people just know what to say uh, and what to do to encourage others who are going through difficult situations. Have you met anybody like that before? Yes, Lord, their words give strength to those who are discouraged and, and comfort to those who are grieving. Yes, uh, these people are sensitive to God's voice um, and they are not self-centered or unaware of the struggles of those who are around them. Uh, they are the ones that uh, we immediately seek when we enter into a crisis. Yes, they are the welcome visitors when we are in distress. Uh, it's because even just their presence alone that's a sustains us, that enlightens us, that encourages. Yes, I'm talking about the gift of encouragement. And what I've learned uh, through my walk through this life is that everybody needs encouragement every now and then. Hallelujah. Everybody needs encouragement every now and then. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, as you read your Bible, uh, it talks about how uh, uh, the scriptures talk about times when others who have needed encouragement. Amen. Hallelujah. Scripture talks about that. As a matter of fact, your Bible talks about when Moses need, was overwhelmed by his work and needed encouragement from his father-in-law, Jephro, in Exodus 18. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Not only Moses, but other great giants in the Bible, uh, even the encourager, the one that's known for encouraging others. Paul. Yes, Lord. One of the Bible's greatest encouragement 
encouragers. He needed encouragement too. As a matter of fact, uh, Paul, uh, he urged Timothy to come and visit him. Um, for, for Paul found strength and encouragement in Timothy. I'm talking 1 Timothy chapter 4. Yes, Lord. Uh, as a matter of fact, Paul even asked Timothy to bring John Mark with him uh, because he was the kind of friend uh, Paul needed when he was enduring hardship. Uh, it was on, on another occasion when Paul relied on Mark for encouragement. Uh, 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 Paul relied on Luke for encouragement. Uh, when everyone else was absent or preoccupied, the Bible says that Luke could be found with Paul. Yes, Paul experienced trials throughout his life. Uh, but God sustained him by placing godly friends around him uh, who provided support in practical and sacrificial ways. Uh, everybody needs encouragement. Yes, Lord, I don't care who you are. Even the great giants of the Bible, Moses needed encouragement. Yes, uh, Paul needed encouragement. I don't care who you are. You can be pastor or pew member. You need encouragement. Yes, you can be deacon or de doorkeeper. You need encouragement every now and then. Whether you're a choir member or congregate, everybody needs encouragement. And what I believe today, my brothers and sisters, that God wants to develop in each and every one of us, um, uh, that develop us into the kind of friend who can strengthen others. Yes, God wants to develop us into the kind of friend who can strengthen others, uh, the words that we share and the things that we can do to bring comfort and encouragement to family, friends, and neighbors. Yes, Lord, even co-workers, God wants to develop us into that type of gift, Yeah, the gift of encouragement. And today in our text, as we travel through the text today, hallelujah, I want to introduce to some and present to others uh, 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 someone God uses as a great source of encouragement, hallelujah, to be a blessing to help advance the kingdom of God, hallelujah. Can we go deeper into the text today? Yes. Today, I want to introduce to some and present to others and encourage your name Epaphroditus, yes, and encourage your name Epaphroditus. Uh, this encourager, yes, he is one with uh, a little known name. Hallelujah. He has a big name, but it's known by little. Uh, it's known by few people. As a matter of fact, Epaphroditus, his name is not found in Hebrews chapter 11. He's not listed in the Hall of Fame of Faith with everybody else that we know who has done great things throughout the Bible. Hallelujah. Uh, as a matter of fact, when we think about Epaphroditus, uh, uh, no statues are erected in his honor. Uh, there are no books written uh, uh, for or dedicated to him. Uh, Epaphroditus, he's unknown. Uh, to most people. But I want to let you know today that he's unforgettable to Paul. Yes, uh, uh, he may not be known to you. As a matter of fact, even Spellcheck didn't even know who Epaphroditus was. But I want to let you know today that he was unforgettable to Paul. And, and the reason why is because he was an encourager to Paul. When Paul was going through his greatest difficulty, when Paul was going through uh, times of trouble, trial, and tribulation, it was Epaphroditus uh, that came to Paul and helped encourage the encourager. Hallelujah. So I want to introduce to some and present to others and encourage him named Epaphroditus. Uh, can we go deeper today? Because here in our text, hallelujah, his testimony is found here in Philippians chapter 2, verses 25 through 30. Yes, uh, the testimony of Epaphroditus is found here in Philippians chapter 2, verses 25 through 30. Uh, uh, what I want to talk about, number one, is the call of an encourager. Uh, the call of an encourager. Because here uh, in, in the book of Philippians chapter 2, uh, some of you know that the church at Philippi was uh, a loving church. Uh, as a matter of fact, they had a loving they had a loving relationship with the Apostle Paul, the church at Philippi. Uh, it was a very uh, wonderful, kind 
attend a church, and it's nothing like uh, having a, a great church, a church where a uh, pastor and pew member have a loving relationship, that they're caring and loving on one another. Yes, that both of them are concerned about one another. Well, that's the type of relationship the Apostle Paul had with the church at Philippi. It was a loving relationship. Yes, Lord. Uh, but somebody understands that at the time of the text, this is when the Apostle Paul was sitting uh, in a Roman jail. Yes, Paul had been accused, falsely accused of insurrection. Uh, now he was on trial for his life. Yes, he was facing uh, uh, death, as a matter of fact. Hallelujah. And when the Philippian church had hit, heard that Paul was in prison and that he was having an extremely difficult time in prison, yes, uh, their hearts went out to him and they decided to do two things. Uh, number one, they decided to take up an offering. Uh, to meet to meet Paul's material needs. Uh, they wanted to take up an offering. Yes, Lord. They wanted to be a blessing to the man that was such a blessing unto them. Uh, they took up an offering to meet Paul's material needs. And then number two, uh, they sent a dedicated layman who could remain with Paul, uh, remain with him and, and help him. Hallelujah. And, and when they were looking at who can we send, uh, who can we call for such a, a task? Uh, who can we send to encourage the encourage? Yes, Lord. Uh, they found a man named Epaphroditus. Yeah, a man who was extremely brave. Yes, Lord. Uh, one that didn't mind taking on the uh, task. Uh, the one that didn't mind even being falsely accused himself for helping out someone like Paul. Yes, Lord. Uh, we found a servant who was willing to go and be an encourager to the apostle Paul. As a matter of fact, I believe he must have read Isaiah chapter six, where Isaiah said, if the Lord needs somebody, uh, here am I. Send me out go. Yes, Lord. And the man chosen, yes, Lord, the man called uh, to serve and to encourage Paul during this difficult, during Paul's difficult days was a man named Epaphroditus. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. And because of um, this man that was chosen, because he received the call, uh, the Bible says that his mission was accomplished. He was able to go to Paul. He was able to encourage him. He was able to strengthen him. And as a consequence, Paul said, you know what, because uh, you were so good to me, I'm going to send you back to the church at Philippi. Yes, Lord, because you encouraged me, I want you to go back there and encourage somebody else. Do you know that the gift of encouragement is the gift that keeps on giving? Yes, Lord, it's the gift that you are glad to re-gift over and over and over. Yes, Lord. Lord, because encouragement runs from heart to heart and from breast to breast, yes. And because he encouraged Paul, uh, Paul said, you know what, I want to send you back to Philippi, and I want you to encourage them, this beloved church, hallelujah. So the call of an encourager, yes, Lord. But not only do I want to talk about the call of an encourager, I want to talk about uh, the character of an encourager. Uh, the character of an encourager. As a matter of fact, his resume is, is read right there in verse number 25 when Paul talks about the character of an encourager. The word of God says, yet I consider it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, uh, my brother, my fellow worker, a fellow soldier, but your messenger and the one who ministered to my need. Yes, Lord. He's talking about the resume of Epaphroditus, the character of an encourager. Uh, and as he called him all of those things, a brother, a fellow worker, a soldier, a messenger, a one who ministered to his need. He, he accomplished the mission from which he was sent when Paul was in Rome. Uh, the thing that I want to talk about as it relates to the character of Epaphroditus was his service. Yes. Uh, Paul called him a fellow worker. As a matter of fact, Jesus put it this way in John chapter nine, verse number four. He, Jesus said, I must work. Yeah, the works of him that sent me while it is day because night 
is coming and no man can work. Yes, uh, uh, Paul called him a worker. In other words, he called him, he talked about his service. Uh, not only his service, hallelujah, but I want to, Paul also called him a soldier. In verse number 25, he called him a fellow soldier. Yes, Lord, yes. And the reason why he called him a soldier, because you know what? A soldier does not uh, determine his own agenda. A soldier is one that goes where he's deployed. Yes, Lord. A, a soldier is an ambassador, someone that re represents and fights for someone else. Yes. Paul called him a soldier. Yes, Lord. Uh, he called him a servant as well as a soldier. And as a consequence of his service, as a consequence of his soldiering, yes, Lord, Paul also called him a success. Yes, because the Bible says that the, your messenger is the one who ministered to my knees. In other words, it was mission accomplished. Yes, Paul, uh, if Epaphroditus, this encourager that nobody knows, this, this encourager who had a, a big name and a big task, uh, he came and he accomplished the mission. He was successful. He was able to lift up the spirits of Paul. And because he blessed Paul to such an extreme, uh, hallelujah, Paul was now saying, you know what? I'm going to send him back to you. I find it necessary to send him back to you. Yes, Lord, because he's blessed me. Uh, I'm going to allow him to come back home and, and bless you. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. So not only I, I want to talk about the call of the encourager, uh, uh, talking about the, uh, uh, the, uh, uh, the character of the encourager, but I also want to talk about the crises of the encourager. Yes, uh, the crises of the encourager. I'm in verses 26 and 27 because the Bible says, yes, uh, that as he was going on, uh, as he was on his mission, yes, the Bible says in verse 26, uh, since he was longing for you all and was and was distressed uh, because he heard, because you heard that he was sick. Mm. And the Bible says in verse 27, for indeed he was sick almost unto death. Yes. Um, uh, the crisis of an encourager. Uh, while Epaphroditus uh, was on his mission to go see Paul uh, in Rome while Paul was in jail, the Bible says that Epaphroditus got sick. As a matter of fact, he got so sick in verse 31, it said he was almost, verse 30, it said he was sick almost unto death. Uh, he really got sick uh, while he's on his mission, while he's on his way, while he's there encouraging and ministering to Paul. The Bible says that Epaphroditus got sick. In other words, he had a crisis. And, and this was not just your average ordinary crisis. Uh, this was a serious crisis. Uh, the Bible doesn't say exactly what caused the sickness. Uh, the Bible doesn't say whether he had COVID. Hallelujah. The Bible didn't say uh, if he had hay fever. Uh, I don't know what type of sickness it was, but it was a serious sickness because the sickness uh, almost brought him to death. And that's a serious sickness there. Amen. Uh, that's a serious sickness right there, because the Bible says that he got sick uh, while he was in the process of ministering and being a blessing to Paul. What do you do? Yes. When the encourager needs encouragement. What do you do when you find yourself in a situation where uh, uh, you've been a blessing to others? But in the midst of your service, uh, in the midst of being a blessing and helping and encouraging somebody else. Yes. You find yourself in your own crisis. Has anybody ever been there before? Hallelujah. Yes, Lord, where the encourager needs encouragement uh, while you are on your mission, while you're walking in your calling. Yes, Lord, uh, that you experience a crisis. Hallelujah. Have you ever been there before? Hallelujah. Well, I believe you're in good company if you have, because somebody understands that the disciples one day when Jesus had done one miracle, he put them in the boat and told them to go over to the other side. And before they got from point A to point B, uh, they had a crisis. Yes. 
is. Uh, the Bible says that a storm arose, yes, Lord, and started attacking the ship that the disciples were in. Hallelujah. But do you understand that while you're in a crisis, hallelujah, uh, uh, the crisis of an encouragement, that God always makes a way? Yes. Um, God always makes a way. The Bible says that although that he was in the crisis, uh, uh, but God, verse 27, had mercy on him. Do you understand that when you're doing the work of God and when you are uh, spreading the gift of encouragement? Yes, Lord. And even if you find yourself in a crisis, uh, the Bible said, but the mercy of God had, but God had mercy on him. Do you understand that God will encourage the encourager? Do you understand that God has a way of stepping in when you find yourself in an encouraging situation where you're trying to bless somebody else and you need to be blessed yourself? As a matter of fact, I, as I look back over the lives of those that God used in a mighty way, yes, Lord, uh, I just believe that crisis is a prerequisite to be an encourager. Amen. I believe that a crisis is a prerequisite for being an encourager. Hallelujah. As a matter of fact, uh, some of you remember when David was in a situation where uh, in 1 Samuel, yes, Lord, in your Bible, where he was in a situation where he was trying to be a blessing to somebody. Yes, Lord. And the Bible said that the people had attacked the city and burned it with fire. And the men that were with David uh, thought of stoning themselves, stoning David. Uh, but the Bible says that David encouraged himself in the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, David encouraged himself in the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. In other words, David was going through his own crises, but he found himself in a situation where he was able to encourage himself. Uh, uh, not only David, hallelujah, but even Job was going through his own crisis. Yes, Lord. But even in the midst of that, he's told the Lord, yeah, though you slay me, yet will I trust you. All the days of my appointed time will I wait until my change comes. Do you understand that when you're encouraging others and and when you find yourself in a crisis, the Bible said that God had mercy. God always has mercy on the encourager. Hallelujah. He has a way of stepping in. He has a way of, 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 of coming in your place of need. Hallelujah. As a matter of fact, God uses your mess and your misery to create ministry. Let me say that again. God even uses your mess. Uh, he uses your ministry, your misery uh, as a cause and, and to propel and to give gas to your ministry. As a matter of fact, uh, jo even Joseph, when he was in his crisis, uh, when his brothers has uh, betrayed him and sold him into slavery. Yes, Lord. At the end of the journey, uh, Joseph was able to testify. Yes, uh, you meant it for bad. Uh, but God, yes, uh, uh, but God meant it for good. Hallelujah. Do you understand that God will have mercy? Uh, God will have mercy while you're going through your ministry. Hallelujah. While you're going through your misery. And I just believe today that those that God has used mightily, those that have uh, had an encounter with Christ, that God has used in a mighty and a magnificent way. Uh, they've gone through their own misery. Hallelujah. They've gone through their own situation. But God, I serve. He has mercy to turn your ministry uh, and turn your misery, excuse me, into your misery. Hallelujah. And I don't know about you, but I thank God for that. Hallelujah. I, I thank God for mercy today uh, because all of us need the mercy of God. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. So that's what happened with this encourager. Yes, Lord. This The call of an encourager, uh, the, the character of the encourager, and then the crises of the encourager. But, but I want to uh, talk about as well is the commitment of the encourager. Yes, the commitment of the encourager. Yes, Lord. Uh, uh, the commitment. Because although he was in his situation, Although he was sick, uh, the Bible says that in verse 30 that he was sick even unto death. Yes, uh, uh, he was uh, uh, had a deadly sickness. Uh, 
Uh, but even in the midst of that, this man right here, this man that none of us knew before the sermon, uh, uh, this man right here uh, that, that was the encourager of the Paul, uh, uh, he was committed. In other words, he didn't quit on the job. Have you noticed that some people, when they uh, find themselves in a tough situation, that they are often quit? Uh, most people are committed until, yeah, they're, they're committed until. They're, they're committed until somebody makes them mad. Mm, they're committed until they have a hardship. Uh, they're committed until they just get tired, you know. Uh, uh, they're committed until they just change their mind. Uh, people uh, would, would give up on their call uh, 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 and, and, and what God has called them to do for what seems like the smallest reasons these days. But what I like about Epaphroditus, yeah, is that he wasn't that type of individual. Uh, he was committed to the cause. Uh, uh, he was committed to the cause. As a matter of fact, uh, I believe this with all of my heart, that, that when you understand who God has called you to be, uh, when you understand the gift that's inside of you and, and the need that, uh, uh, that the kingdom has for the gift, I believe that you'll make either an excuse or you'll make a way. Let me say that again. I believe that you'll make an excuse uh, or you'll make a way. Yes, Lord. Uh, uh, people that want to quit, they'll make an excuse. But, uh, but those who are committed, yes, Lord, they'll make a way. Yes, Lord. That God, they will make a way. And even in the midst of all of that, yes, Lord, even in the midst of his sickness, even in the midst of his misery, even in the midst of his pain, yes, Lord, he was committed. Hallelujah. He was committed to the cause. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. And that's why I thank God for the commitment of folks. As a matter of fact, one of the titles that Paul even gave him in verse 25 was a soldier. Yes, Lord. Uh, a soldier. Yes, Lord. A soldier is one that doesn't give up. A soldier that keeps on going regardless of what the situation is. As a matter of fact, the Bible tells me in Ecclesiastes that the race is not given to the swift uh, uh, and picks it up in Matthew neither the battle to the strong, but, but he that endureth until the end. Yes, Lord. Uh, uh, and uh, if you're an encourager, if you're one that's committed, yes, Lord, you will endure what you don't enjoy. Yes, Lord. You'll endure it to the end. Uh, you won't, uh, you'll endure it even when you're tired, even when the devil gives you a good excuse to quit. Hallelujah. I, you know, he, even when you're sick, uh, even when you don't feel like it. Yes, Lord, because you understand. Yes, what? I've learned to encourage myself. And because of that, Hallelujah. I'm committed to the cause of Christ. Hallelujah. I'm committed to the cause of Christ. So as I get ready to take my seat today, uh, I want to remind you that God honors commitment. Yes, Lord. He honors commitment. Yes, Lord. Uh, uh, the call of an encourager, uh, the character of the encourager, uh, the crisis of the encourager, and then the commitment of the encourager. But as I take my seat today, the last thing I want to talk about is the command for the encourager, uh, the command for the encourager. Hallelujah. The Bible says here in verses 28 and 29 that uh, the command for the encourager. Yes. Uh, and uh, because Epaphroditus had commit completed the mission, uh, because he was so good at what God had called him to do, because he was able to encourage Paul during his time of deep distress because he was able to do that. Paul says, now I'm sending him back to you. I'm sending him back to the church at Philippi. Uh, and when I send him back, uh, I want you to do three things. Uh, I want you to rejoice. I want you to receive him and respect him. Let me say that again. I want you to rejoice. I want you to receive him and respect him. The Bible says in verse 28, 
8. Um, Therefore, I send him more eagerly that when you see him again, that you may rejoice. There it is. Uh, and be less sorrowful. Uh, receive him, therefore, in the Lord with all gladness and hold him with in, in esteem. That's respect. Yes, Lord. Uh, uh, he told him to receive him. Yes, to to receive him. Hallelujah. Uh, and to rejoice over him. Hallelujah. And to respect him. Hallelujah. Because I believe this, the, the charge that he was giving him was uh, to receive him. Uh, and some people miss the gift that God is giving because they don't know how to receive it. Hallelujah. Uh, they don't know how to receive it. Some people miss the gift that God is giving because they don't know how to receive it. Uh, sometimes you have to love people that are unlovely. Have you ever tried to uh, minister to or encourage a love on some people that are so damaged that they have difficulty receiving love? Hallelujah. As a matter of fact, uh, some people may understand that uh, in the midst of all of that, some, have you ever told somebody that you love them? Hallelujah. And then you get uh, crickets on the other end of the phone or they don't tell you that they love you back. Well, I want to let you know today, it feels so good to love somebody <laughs> and somebody love you back. Uh, some people have been so damaged, hallelujah, that they uh, uh, and I, uh, that is not uh, the fact that you are suffering from low self-esteem, that you're sharing and giving love to them. Hallelujah. They've been so damaged that they have trouble receiving the love that you are sending. Hallelujah. Uh, hallelujah. Uh, uh, you're, you're giving love. You're telling them you love them. Hallelujah. But because of their damage, because of what they've been through, because of what they've experienced, they have trouble receiving what you are sending. Hallelujah. Uh, but what Paul was telling the church at Philippi is that this man right here, uh, uh, because he is so good at the gift of encouraging, because he had done so much for me, uh, I want you to receive him when he comes, uh, and I want you to rejoice when he comes, because believe it or not, encouragement is the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, uh, encouragement is the gift that keeps on giving. But I want to let you know today, in order to be able to rejoice, uh, you got to receive it instead of rejecting. You, you got to receive the gift of encouragement. You got to receive it. And, and there are times when because people, who, because of what they've been through and because of their pain, yes, Lord, they often reject uh, the love that some are sending, that you are sending in their direction. And I just want to let you know, I want to encourage somebody else today that you, if you have given love from a pure place, uh, if you've sacrificed and, and given love and, and uh, hadn't received the love that you have given back in return. Hallelujah. I want to let you know that you're in good company today because my Bible tells me that Jesus himself, yes, he came into his own. And guess what? His own received them not. Uh, there were some people that rejected Jesus uh, and the love that he was sending and that he was sharing. And I want to let you know that if you reject the love, then you won't be able to receive the gift that God has in store for you. Hallelujah. And I just believe today that uh, if you know how to receive the gift that God is sending, yes, Lord, uh, that God will let that gift continue to give over and over and over and over. Yes, Lord. As a matter of fact, uh, uh, the way that you receive the gift uh, determines how you can rejoice. 
over the gift. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, Jesus was talking about even in the times when, when people, uh, he was sending out ministers, yes, uh, to, uh, uh, to encourage others. He said, if they don't receive you, uh, what I want you to do is to shake the dust, yes, off of their feet, off of your feet, because it'd be worse on them than it was in the day of Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, but if you know how to receive it, yes, Lord, hallelujah, then you can, re- uh, you can be able to rejoice because of the gift that God is giving. And I just wonder today, does anybody want the gift of encouragement? Hallelujah. Uh, does anybody want know how to receive that gift? Because when uh, when Paul was sending him back, when he was sending Epaphroditus back, he told them, you know what? I want you to do three things. I want you to receive the gift. I want you to rejoice over the gift. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. And then I want you to esteem the gift. Uh, I want you to respect this man, Epaphroditus, because guess what? He was a man of good character. Yes, he completed his mission. He did what God had called him to do. And because of that, yes, Lord, while you're in your in your uh, distress, while you're in your situation of struggle, I'm going to send him back to you. And the same man that encouraged me, guess what? I believe that he will encourage you as well. And that's what I've learned about the Lord is that you can't be God's given. Yeah, no matter how you try. That, that if you give the gift of encouragement, guess what? God has a way of giving it back unto you. Yes, Lord, uh, that the gift that keeps on giving is a reciprocal blessing. And as I close today, I want to let you know today that uh, that as an encourager, yes, Lord, uh, uh, that's what I love about I love my Lord and my Savior, Jesus Christ, because he was uh, an encourager as well. As a matter of fact, he was called, yes, Lord, uh, to, uh, to come to the world, he, uh, the Savior of the world. Yes, Lord, when the world was in need of a Savior, uh, I, I, he was the gift of encouragement. Yes. In this season right here that we celebrate our Savior. Yes, Lord. We're celebrating Jesus, uh, uh, Mary's baby, the, the lily of the battle, the, the bright and morning star. Yes, Lord. The call of encourager. Uh, he was called to be the Savior of the world. Isaiah said, and, and uh, behold, uh, 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 a virgin shall bear a son. and He shall be called Emmanuel, wonderful counselor and the prince of peace, uh, the call of encourager. Uh, the character of encourager. Uh, Jesus, he lived a sinless life. Yes, Lord. Uh, he lived 33 years. Hallelujah. Uh, but he lived a sinless life, the character of an encourager. Uh, and then I want, as we talked about the crises of the encourager, because my Bible said that he had a crisis at the Last Supper because he, out of all the good that he had done in the world, yes, Lord, uh, he came into his own and his own received him not. The Bible said the Last Supper that one was going to reject him and one that was going to betray him. Yes, Lord. Uh, our savior, the, the encourager of the world, he had a crisis. But but what I love about Jesus is that he was committed to the cause. Yes, Lord, because even though he was being rejected and betrayed, even though he knew that he was getting ready to die for the sins of mankind, the Bible said that he was committed to the cause because uh, he kept on going. He kept on going through the garden. Uh, he kept on going up Golgotha's hill. He kept on going where he hung from the sixth to the ninth hour. Yes, Lord. And even though he died, believe it or not, that's not how the story in because they buried him in Joseph's new tomb. Yes, Lord. And he stayed there all night, Friday night, all night, Saturday night, and early Sunday morning. He got up. Yes, Lord. And, and uh, ascended back to heaven. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. He was committed to the cause. And, and what the charge to you today and the charge that God is calling us to do. Hallelujah. Is, is what will we do with the, this gift of encouraging in this season of giving in this season where God is calling us Uh, to receive the greatest gift that's ever been given to mankind. As a matter of fact, one of the fruit of the Spirit is fruit of joy that comes from encouragement. Uh, The charge for us is to receive Him and not to reject Him. 
to receive him and then respect him. So the question to consider is, what are you going to do with your gift? God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but shall have everlasting life. Hallelujah. And that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to receive and not reject. That's our command. That's our charge to receive and not reject this encourager uh, that we know as Jesus Christ. So if Christ has entered into your life, if you have received this gift, again, the gift of encouragement is something that should continue to give over and over and over. So while you're going through this Christmas season, while you're going through this season of giving, the question to consider is, uh, I know we all want to be encouraged, uh, but what God is calling us to do is to give the gift of encouragement. To find somebody else, uh, to find somebody that uh, uh, needs what God has placed inside of you. This little light of mine, yeah, uh, God wants us to let it shine. Uh, we, God has called us to be the light of the world and the salt of the earth. Yes, Lord, he's calling us to give this gift. If we've received the gift of salvation, to give the gift of encouragement to even somebody else, that somebody somewhere would know that Jesus lives and that he's living in our heart. So when you give the gift of that, you don't have to go to Macy's. You don't have to go to, to the mall. Uh, the gift of the year, the, uh, the gift of choice this year is the gift of encouragement. Make sure you give it to somebody else. And what I've learned is as you give that gift out, uh, that gift will be continued will continue to be given unto you hallelujah Epaphroditus as he went through his situations and his scenarios he blessed Paul but Paul says you know what I want you to go back to Philippi and be a blessing to those and they blessed one another it was a reciprocal relationship you can't be God's gift no matter how you try the gift of encouragement make sure you give it away this Christmas amen the word of God for the people of God and the people of God did say Amen. God bless you. May he forever keep you is our prayer.